Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast pre-Thanksgiving edition. Hope everyone is doing well, everyone is staying healthy, and uh, living your best life as much as possible. Now, before we get started, I want to encourage you guys, when you have 20 seconds, to just head, over, head on over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast and just give us a quick rating. And if you can, leave us a review, guys. That helps us so much as we continue to grow this show. Now, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is one very special episode. One of those episodes that leaves you thinking, touches your heart, touches your mind, and makes you realize that some of these artists are just such beautiful human beings. Uh, we're talking about North Coat, North Coat, North C-O-T-E. And this is the performance moniker for Canadian Victoria-based singer and songwriter Matthew Goad, G-O-U-D. And Matthew, you know, he's been writing songs and touring the world for most of his adult life. You know, you know, two EPs, over 500 shows, he's performed globally. Uh, and he recently released an album, an EP, guys, in October, that when I say it's a masterpiece, I'm not overselling it. It is an absolute, absolute stunning stunning ep guys it is called let me roar and it is so personal it is the songwriting is spectacular it comes after two years of self-reflection where he really just dug into his emotions and connected to his higher self and it is phenomenal whether you're listening to the first single dancers and queens or keep on saying goodbye we go deep in this interview. We talk about this album, and it was just an absolute joy to have Matthew. So we encourage you to check out his music. Uh, it is absolutely stunning, and we thank Matthew for his time, really. Um, so listen, guys, you don't want to hear me talk. You want to hear Matthew talk. Without further ado, this is Northcote on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hey, Jamie. There you go, Matt. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you. How are you doing today, Matt? Um, I'm feeling feeling all right today. It's a rainy day here on the West Coast in Victoria. Right. And uh, I had a long work day yesterday. So right. Today I'm just going slow, feeling my way through the day. I hear and, you. Uh, looking forward to our visit. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It feels like, you know, Halloween passed and everyone is like, oh, my God, it's November. The holidays are coming. Winter's coming, you know, all at the same time. But yeah. Yeah, that's right. How are you today? We're doing good, Matt. Doing good. So uh, so how are you in British Columbia right now? You, you're good with Brittany? Family good? Everyone good as we as we head into the November? Yeah, we've been we're very blessed out here. We've we've had uh, during the pandemic, the Vancouver Islanders. In our in our house, we've been very lucky. We have a shelter and food in the fridge, okay. and uh, you know, we've lived here for about ten years, off and on. I and uh, yeah, just, just very lucky. 
Great, glad to hear, glad okay. to hear, Matt. So let me introduce you to my audience, Matt, uh, better known for your moniker, Northcote. You just released, and how do I say this succinctly, a heck of an album. Oh my God, Matt, let it, you know, let me roar. Was just released October 23rd, Matt, and uh, your first new record in five years. And I gotta tell you, what a 30-minute what a journey, Matt. You know, you packed so many emotions into 30 minutes. It feels like such an emotional wallop of characters, of details. Like you, it feels like you watched the Martin Scorsese movie in 30 minutes. Just a heck of a job, Matt. Congratulations. Thank you, Jamie. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've never heard anybody um, follow that much depth with all the different stories. So thank you for the acknowledgement. I'm quite humbled by that. No, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because sometimes when you hear, you know, these albums under 40 minutes, they're light listens, you know, they're like, oh, that was nice, nice light listen. Yours, in the mm -hmm. best way, it wasn't. It makes you think, it makes you cry, whether you keep on saying goodbye, you get the tears, then you get some hope, you think about your father, you do all these things. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's, a, it's a really well-made piece of work. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Yeah, there was, a, there was a couple, you know, during the session for Let Me Roar, we made 14 songs. And we released eight. Right. And there was there was more stories to tell. Um, the further I got away, the more I felt the songs were rambling a little bit. Mm. So we kept we kept some of the special ones, some more simple and some more textured. And so that the fact that you are wrestling with the characters too. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's very, very meaningful to me. Uh, so cool to hear. No, absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. So, so you know, I mean, look, you've been a touring musician for so long. You've played the beautiful churches. You've played arenas. You've played venues, concert halls. So obviously, you know, this year you haven't been able to perform live. How has it been for you? Well, I'm feeling grateful that in January and February we had tour dates. Mm -hmm. okay. Now I've been on a, been on a long break in between records and so i wasn't a full-time musician for a few years right and so this year i was excited to have the new record let me roar out and in january and february we began the year with touring and a positive note and then that wasn't possible anymore sure and so i was able to put my music career on the shelf for a little bit Mm -hmm. because I was worried about day-to-day -day life and yeah. uh, how would my wife and I interact with work and our community, how would we stay safe? And so I, it, I wasn't so worried about the music and touring because it sure. was second on the list. Right. But now as, now as we're eight months in and the record is out or whatever, I'm starting to miss the connection with others that I was anticipating for the record. <laughs> yeah. So the record is released with a lot of faith that that time in the studio can find a home with others out there in the world. Definitely, Matt. But you've adapted pretty well, right? You've done Reddit's Q and A with with your fans. You did one recently. You uh, you're doing a you did a bunch of live streams. So uh, what type of like new interaction with your fans have you discovered? You know that you didn't know you could do before. Well, the leading up to the record that came out in October, I did a Thursday open mic live stream on Instagram that was weekly. And we did, I did 25 weeks, me and the guitar. Nice. And I, I structured the show 
so that I could have fan questions and discussion. And I played some songs and songs that were on my mind, songs from the record, cover songs, you know, everything, old country songs to New Order, to um, Selena Gomez, to (laughs) kind of, kind of, you know, I just, just all kinds of stuff that I could try. And I challenged myself to share a story each week. Yeah. And so through that, the song and the story, um, that was a meaningful uh, memory from the year was if I share the songs and the stories at the open mic and hear back from folks and connect in that way. Um, So now, now that we did, I did 25 of those and now I look to more opportunities to show like me playing with the band on let me roar. So that's the season we're shifting to now. Cool. That's exciting. That's exciting. So let's get to let me roar in just a second. But if you will, I want to ask you about 2015 and kind of like that post that post stage when you finish the cycle for hope is made of steel. Right. Um, Because it's been interesting down period there for you. You know, you were battling some a little bit of a depression. Right. You turned down some tours. You kind of needed a timeout. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. um, I'm still putting the pieces of that together Mm -hmm. for me. I think that uh, there was, I had a feeling that the road had ended for me in a certain way. Sure. And I was trying to find what was ahead for me. And it's hard to to not speak so vaguely. So I'll try my best to be clear. You're being completely understood. Like like (laughs) you, you, you needed an evolution. We all reached those points. Absolutely. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was quite profound. Because uh, in my life, um, I tried to be uh, the best musician I could be, the best husband I could be, the best brother and friend. And I realized that all that I, I was having struggles um, and I, I didn't feel very secure in who I was. Mm. And so I felt like I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't, I was being very hard on myself. Yeah. And so um, that's, you know, at, at when, when the touring ended, I needed some time to wrestle with those things. And then I, when, I, when I reached out for help from others yeah. in the last couple of years, yeah. I was able to feel a bit more at peace and acceptance and, and enjoy what is happening in my life, getting to sing in the home that I have here. And uh, kind of come to a, a more of a, a prairie, a plateau where I could where I could see further, you know, because for me, when I'm, when I'm struggling with mental health or, um, or feeling sad, the, the mountain and the cloud is right in front of my face. Like I can't see anything else. Sure. And sure. So, it's so really heavy. When I reached out to others and, and I felt, I feel a sense of, of being able to see a larger picture, That's which great. is quite nice. That's really nice. You know, kudos, you know, many people don't, don't reach out and, and that's such a big difference. Um, and of course your wife suggested this place, the Haven, right? On Gabriela Island. And um, you kind of went there. Why don't you, can you share with our audience how like nature kind of like helped you in this journey a little bit? Yeah, there, it was, Jamie, it was uh, sitting with others and um, just connecting and learning to listen and having curiosity again. Nice. And, and it was in a natural setting, but for, for me, what stood out 
uh, from the people I've met was when I'm at my best, I can listen and feel, and then I feel a connection. And uh, I feel lighter. So does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're getting fulfillment from connecting with others. That's a very yeah. profound, that's a very beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for asking about that. Was there anything you were wondering about that? Anything no, further? No, no, no. I, I just think it's curious because obviously Gabriel Island, you then went, you then came with, with Mike, Steven and Eric, you know, and, and you started kind of like connecting with them there. So that, I thought that was an interesting point because you had the reconnection with your bandmates and then of course the Haven. So just wanted to ask about the place a little bit, like the essence, but I think you nailed it. Yeah. Well, Gabriel Island in Victoria is on the Southern um, tip of Vancouver Island. And then it's about a hundred kilometers. Is that 60 miles up the, up the coast to a small town called Nanaimo. And you take a ferry over to Gabriola. And, um, and so well, I forget. I got so excited telling you about where it is. And I love I it. lost track of my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. This is super interesting, man. Thank you. So, you, you know, you, you went to Gabriela with your bandmates. You went to the noise floor. Um, can you just tell us a little bit, like, about reconnecting with them after, this, after you rediscovering the pleasure in, you know, giving yourself away to others, to nature, to all these things? How how did the North Coast evolve from this period, if that makes sense? Yeah, well, there was it was a couple of years where I had lost contact with the musician friends that I play with. Mm-hmm. Not not um, it wasn't a firm boundary or or, or or I lost touch on purpose. I had retreated to work to wrestle with myself. Yeah, and so coming back to Gabriola. Once you get off the ferry, you drive up to the noise floor. That's a studio that was recommended to me by a songwriter uh, named Ray Spoon. They, they're from Victoria as well. Cool. And we, we get to, this, to the noise floor, and there's a cabin in the back behind the studio. And it's an old converted garage. Hmm. And uh, it's, the, the island has amenities, but it has touch-and-go cell service. And, you know, if you want to leave the island, the ferries... Um, there's infrequent ferries. It's not like you can leave the island whenever you want. Everyone. So, right. Um, when we met there with, when I met there with the band, um, it was we're kind of looking around at each at one another, and it's like it's time to sing now. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love it. I love that story. You know, because it it also puts the importance into con- it's like you burn the bridges almost literally. Right. It's like you're in this island. Let's do it again, guys. I love it. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like um, sometimes another lesson I learned from Let Me Roar is I tried to have all the material ready, all the plans ready, everything in my mind. But sometimes I don't get that much security. Like sometimes, you know, I, I didn't know how it would go, but I did it anyway. Yeah. And I had, I had faith in my friends that we were going to, do it and um that was a good lesson for me uh, or i'm proud of that Absolutely. That, that, I, that i went and did it anyway because if i had waited for everything to feel right to feel like mm-hmm. to feel like i wanted to sing to feel at my best to feel 100 i may have never done it so sure. you know that that's important for me to share with anybody listening that 
I love it. Sometimes, even if you don't have it all the way feeling right, just to go and sing anyway and see what happens. Oh, I love it. That's bravery. And that's what you say about in Dancers and Queens, right? Your first single of the album. It's it's much about carving your own path, isn't it? And just, you know, taking the, the road less traveled, you know, being fearless, much like you were, much like you were. I love that song. But I'm curious, why did you pick that one as your first single? Uh, I kept a pretty open mind to my collaborators for, it was a team decision. Hmm. Um, I think we picked it for, to be honest, probably for the big chorus and yeah, sure. Probably for a more um, surface level reasons, maybe. Sure. Like an intro <laughs> to the know. album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the album, like, because that song shows, there's going to be some production value on this record. The mm -hmm. record's going to, going to have lots of dynamics with the loud, yeah. loud parts and quiet parts. The record yeah. is going to have characters. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why it kind of teased them sure. in that but, way. But the message also works perfectly because this pandemic, I got to tell glad. you this year, no, this year, Matt, I think a lot of people, you know, they've, they've put a lot of stock into their life and what they're doing and what matters. And a lot of it has to do with taking control of your decisions and taking control of your life and being a dancer and a queen. You know, it's great, great stuff. Mm. So it worked perfectly. I want to talk to you also about Nine to Midnight, Matt. Uh, because, I mean, the lyrics, Matt, yeah, sir. I got I, I to gotta, I gotta tell you, I mean, instant classic, instant classic. And, you know, I, I wanted to ask you if you would give us a little bit of your creative insight into writing a song like this, like Nine to Midnight, you know, did you start it two years ago? Did it came quickly? Because it's be really beautiful, that uh, relationship mm -hmm. with the father there. I think that this song came fairly quickly. However, I had it in my mind that I wanted to write something specific for my father. I just didn't know how it would be. And I remember mom telling me a while ago that, uh, that uh, he would come home from work because I grew up in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Which, which is uh, on the Canadian prairies. So he would come home from work in his big jacket, have a bite to eat and go back to work. Gotcha. And when I thought about that, I remember I had those memories and then I started to have uh, some kind of memories and dreams of going to his shop at night. Hmm. And when then I felt, then I, then I was transported to that period in time, you know, almost as if I was a kid again Nice. and what it felt like to run through the shop and turn, you know, cause the shop when you're young is a little scary because it's sure. dark and it's cold and the lights are way across over there and you, and you have to go up, crawl under the desk and go back to the shop where all the tools are and the oil right. on the ground and find the lights. And so actually going back to that setting in my mind, I think is what made the song uh, real for me. Mm. Um, so nice. Yeah, I don't know. It comes across, actually, now that you mentioned that, it does come <laughs> across. There's all this love in that song, but it's a love in like this, like, you know, mysterious setting it's a it's 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 great it's great matt oh absolutely no, let thanks. me ask you go ahead well i was curious if if you found yourself in that song at all if, would mm. you share anything about the song that you felt 
Well, the, the one song, I got to tell you, the one song that, that, you know, that kicked me in the balls, Matt, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to be perfectly frank with you. I, I actually even shed a tear and I don't do that, man. I, I mean, I listen to music almost for a living. I listen to out 15 oh. hours of music a day. I don't shed it, you know, and, um, and the, um, keep on saying goodbye hit me really hard Matt well in a good way in a really profound way because uh you know I got divorced in April so you know it was like it was a loving marriage it just ended amicably and all that stuff and like you know Mm -hmm. we're both fine we both love each other but there's all this uh you know boundaries and things that you still think and the holidays are coming and this and that and anniversaries Mm -hmm. and so that song is the one that really just shot to my veins from from Franklin. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're having a, you're having your your life is going through a change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The only, that's the only constant, right? Change. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Well, listen, you've been so generous with your time. Let, let me let me um. Let me leave you with this. You're obviously, you're, you're very big on giving back to the community, to giving back to the universe. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your mental health work or if you want to talk about things that you as an artist have done to give back to the community, which are plenty, you know? Oh, oh I appreciate that, Jamie. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, well, uh, my uh, day job, I'm a mental health worker in Victoria for an organization. Their values are that everyone deserves a home. And for where, where the team I'm working with, you don't, it is not required for you to be abstinent from drugs or from other uh, um, things that come your way when you live outside. Yeah. And so um, we have a, uh, so, so I, I work as a mental health worker and a lot of times it's like some days I'm just a janitor and other days uh, I do more, um, uh, visiting with others or, and sure. so it's, it's part of my, uh, what, what bother, what bothers me is, uh, losing folks to, um, a bad supply of opioids in North oh, America. Oh yeah. Big problem. And, big problem we have. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I would like to see our, our consciousness in, around me and in me, mm to uh, reach out to others with tenderness as opposed to a, a hammer of judgment, yeah. you know, because it could, could be, it could be any of us that struggle with any things in our, many things in our lives. Right. And uh, the, the other thing is, is it allows me to be a part of the community, make friends and earn a paycheck and stuff. So it's just, it's an, it's just a job in another way too. You know, because when I'm trying to be a musician all the time, sometimes that lone wolf thing isn't great for me. I like to be out and, sure. and have coworkers and things like that. Yeah. So, so that helps me. Yeah, yeah. You know? talk about the hockey game, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hear hear what my coworkers are amazing. There's there's um, all kinds of writers and people in school and musicians and. Um, people who have worked in the restaurant industry uh, and you know so wide a wide variety of people you know and this in this stage of my life i'm thinking more and more i would really like to set an intention to have all kinds of different friends you know and have you know that's really nice matt well listen 
I think, uh, you know what, you have a fan and you have a friend in South Florida, in Miami. So, you know, whenever, absolutely, man. So whenever there's back to touring, you know, you have support here, you have good energy coming from here, but just wanted to thank you for your time, Matt. Thanks for your questions and inviting me on your show today, Jamie. Absolutely. And, you know, just a reminder to everybody, Let Me Roar on October 23rd, one of the best albums of the year. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Jamie. Bye-bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.